morning, Lake Ridge, and welcome to our Sunday morning service together. My name is Preston. I'm one of the pastors at Lake Ridge, and uh, I just want to say we are missing you so, so much. We continue to be apart, and frankly, that still breaks my heart. Uh, it breaks my heart because there's so many of you that I know as friends, and we've been able to call and talk to each other, but we've just not been able to see or spend time with each other, and I miss you. Hey, uh, I know that it is hard to try to maintain connections with each other. I have a list that I call different people in, in our community each week. And as I do, I am sometimes very sad in doing so because every call I make, I'm reminded of the distance between us. And so be of good courage as you reach out to each other, check in on each other, and uh, make sure that, uh, that, that the people in our community are okay. Hey, if you're new to Lake Ridge, welcome. Uh, it also kind of breaks my heart that that you might even consider Lake Ridge your home community and you've never been at my supper table or we've not had coffee or or we've not been able to worship uh, together. Uh, I welcome you and I say the day will come that we can meet each other and get to know each other. But welcome and thank you for uh, for reaching out and connecting. Hey, after the service today, we are doing something called Sunday's Plus, this is just an online way for us to connect with people who are maybe new to Lake Ridge. And so uh, please be sure to join us for that on a Zoom call after this service. If you're joining us also online live, uh, right on the side, there is a place for, for, for comments. We want to say, say hi to you. And so please be sure to jump in there. God is good. God is with us. God knows where uh, God is leading us. And so we are safe. We have comfort because Jesus is bigger, stronger, wiser, and better than we know. So, may we not be people of fear, but may we be people who follow in the way of Jesus and listen to the call of Jesus on our lives and to all of us as a community. So, welcome to worship this morning. God is here. Hello, dear friends. Uh, once again, welcome to our worship time this morning. Hey, we've been continuing on this sermon series, uh, and it's called Called a Long Obedience in the Same Direction. And the series is reflecting on the call of God to us to follow him, and also our response to the call, and sometimes how we call out to God. There are so many things in this life that, um, that are really meant to uh, give us drive, to get us going in the morning. But many of those things don't sustain. And so we need this sense of call, this deeper sense of God's personal invitation to us into the work that God has before us. Sometimes as a pastor or just even a follower of Jesus, I uh, don't have what I need to follow well except for this call of God uh, that beckons me, beckons me out of my fear, beckons me out of my anxieties, my maybe lack or, the, or even the lies that might come into my life. God is calling me and sometimes that's the thing that gets me through. Now, sometimes people might think, oh, well, you're a pastor, you have a calling, and, and so you know what you're supposed to do for Jesus. You have your, your tasks set out for you. Well, I wanted this sermon series as we crafted it and as we've worked through, I hope you've noticed that the sermon series is far less about feeling like you have found your perfect call in life and more about just the, light, the process of responding to God, of listening to God and saying, God, where are you leading me and how do I follow? 
And so we've decided to end this sermon series by listening to some other voices, by listening to people in our community, uh, folks at Lake Ridge, uh, who I've been in contact with. And uh, as I was praying through this, I invited a few people to talk candidly about their sense of call. And I hope you'll notice in the voices uh, for the rest of this morning is that these are people who who have wrestled with their sense of call, who have listened to God, who have responded. And I hope you'll notice in each of their stories that God has been very active in speaking and whispering and uh, journeying along with each of them. So I hope as you listen, you'll get to know people in our community uh, that wrestle and uh, with God on their sense of call, who have found peace uh, in their call, and uh, who are kind of midstream in their journey of trusting Jesus for the work they're kind of doing. Uh, I would also hope that as you listen, I hope you'll pay attention to God maybe nudging you to think again and to ask again, God, where are you leading me? What is the, what is the emerging call that you have in my life and uh, how do I call out to you? And so I hope you'll enjoy this. Uh, there's so many good stories uh, at, at, at Lake Ridge and yours is one of them. So enjoy and welcome this morning. Hi, Lake Ridge. It's me, Alicia Peterson. Um, and Preston has asked me to talk to you today about what I feel is my calling, um, which I think is kind of a funny question because I think even as a teacher or a mom, whatever my calling is, is just to um, love people like Jesus did. So just be kind to people, whether that's um, hosting birthday parties on the weekends for kids and teaching them art or um, teaching them every day in a classroom or online um, or even in our own house with my own kids. So I would say that I first kind of realized my calling when I was a kid. I always wanted to work with kids, whether that was in the nursery at our church or whatever. Um, but right after Matt and I got married, I had just started a job as a receptionist at a car dealership and really hated it. And um, we were at family camp and knew that we wanted to start a family and those kinds of things. And I don't really know what happened, but I just, I think I was praying and just kind of felt like, okay, well, I'm just going to get more involved in the children's ministry at church. So I went over to Kristen, who was intimidating to me at the time. We were not friends yet. And, but I knew her and I trusted her and said to her, I think I want to, I want to work with you with the kids at our church. And she said, okay, uh, don't tease me. And you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. And then a couple weeks later, um, they offered me a job being <laughs> the assistant at the preschool and part-time children's ministry director with Kristen. So, um, that's kind of where it all started. This whole thing, working with kids. Um, later in my life, I took a couple other paths working with kids, um, and started my degree to become a teacher and then kind of went down a different road and was always working with kids until we sold our business at Four Cats. And I was trying to figure out if, if working in this school was the right thing for me. So I went back and was an EA, um, and really loved that, but wanted to have a little bit more, um, I don't know, autonomy in terms of like making my relationships with the kids as an EA, there was some kind of like restrictions that they put on you just for like legal reasons or whatever. 
And so I went back to get my degree to be a teacher. And I really feel like that is what I'm supposed to be doing, these interactions with kids every day, whether it was in the classroom or this year I'm online. Um, I just feel like that's where I'm supposed to be. And the, the rewarding part of my job is, I think, what affirms the calling part of it for me. Um, one of the other things that really affirms that this is my calling, I don't know if that's the right way to say it, but um, I'm sure some of you feel like this, but oftentimes I feel overwhelmed about the bad things that are happening in the world and I feel helpless, like I can't change them. Um, they just feel really big, especially when there's a lot of divisiveness and conflict and stuff happening, like even in our own province. Um, and it, it really helps me to think about how, um, I can make a difference just by raising my own two humans to be good, loving people. But then I also get to raise up 30 other humans every year, um, and, try and help them to be good people, like good citizens of the world who um, can see things differently than maybe what they were taught earlier, um, try to dispel some things or like even just question some of their thoughts that they don't even realize have undertones of racism in them and things like that. So um, yeah, anyway, teaching is my calling. It took me a while to get there. I'm so glad I did. And I also am open to the fact, or whatever, that it might change. Uh, yeah, thanks for listening, bye. How would you describe your sense of call? What would you say your call is? Or what are you called to do? I don't know. I even went as far as doing a Google search to check on what is a purpose, like what is a true English definition of what a calling or what a purpose is. And I read that and I understood it, but I still didn't get my answer of what is Nwabisa's calling. You know, I went through university thinking that I will just, you know, be a career person, focus on that, if kids or marriage happen, they'll happen, but I'll be there, you know, maybe just totally focus on my career because maybe I thought that's what I'm called to do, you know. Um, maybe I even went as far as saying that is my calling. I don't know, but um, I became a mom and I thought, okay, as I was going through this week, trying to understand this calling that, okay, maybe, you know, this is... I am called to be a mom. And I started thinking, what happens when poop analysis is not part of my everyday life anymore? What happened if they finally get it? You know, say, and say please and thank you. <laughs> so I was like, okay, I don't know then what my calling is, you know, cause I thought that was it. I truly thought that was it, you know, because I guess, I understand a part of being called, you are, you know, a servant, you're supposed to be humble. And I just thought motherhood is the most uh, um, humbling, most 
level, the, just the level of servanthood you can get, right? But I, I honestly don't know. And um, I, I, I am still seeking God in it. And I'm still seeking his direction. And I just hope by the end of this sermon series, I fully get it it finally hits me you know but um in all of that i think i just I, I was reminded that god causes everything to work together for good of those who love god and who are called according to his purpose and that's my prayer i pray that i discover what god is calling me to do may i not miss it you know, in the midst of trying to discover it, may I not miss what he's calling me to do. And I know that uh, um, in the book of Philippians, uh, it says, for God is working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what, what pleases him. And I know in my heart and God knows in my heart, I want to please you, Lord. I want to please him. So maybe that's my calling, you know, just to do my best at pleasing him. And yeah, I, I, I that's, I'm trying to discover my calling. And if you know what your calling is feel free to share with me or lead me in the direction uh i don't know but that's me i don't know what my calling is and i'm still i'm praying and hoping in the lord to reveal to me thank you bye i started doing uh bivocational ministry about 2005 2006 uh, I had been working in a couple of different churches, so I was a teacher. I was a full-time teacher and, uh, and started to feel this pull to, uh, to ministry. I wasn't sure if I should go into full-time ministry or um, I didn't know what that looked like. So I was doing bivocational ministry, uh, and uh, the longer I did it, the more I felt this pull, um, I guess you could call it a call, uh, into full-time ministry, but I didn't know what that meant. I didn't, I, I didn't know, um, and so... Uh, my wife and I started exploring a few different opportunities. We talked about planting a church. Uh, we'd gone on this journey about looking at planting a church. I'd even talked about uh, planting a church out in Victoria. Uh, we were going to a different church at the time. And uh, at that time, this church was all about planting churches. It was kind of their main focus. And so uh, we weren't sure if that's what it was going to be. We were actually offered a position with... Uh, with a uh, ministry called Next Level International. Um, and we were uh, asked uh, to go and help plant some churches over in Russia and Eastern Europe. And we looked at it and thought about it. It meant moving over to England. It was, it was gonna be a huge change. And um, ultimately we ended up saying no. And there was this little place called Camp Chestermere. Uh, that just kept uh, knocking on the door a little bit. I actually originally applied to be in the position of assistant uh, assistant director, which is the position that uh, Colin holds now. Uh, and so we were asked to uh, come and do that. And I, I actually said no. Uh, I had been a guest speaker here since uh, 2011, had been through all the changes of the seven directors in five years and um, and just felt like maybe we were supposed to go there. Maybe we were supposed to go to Camp Chesimer and bring some stability and uh, we applied and we were offered the position of assistant director and, and like I said, we, we ended up saying no to that position. And then a few months later, uh, the director who was here at that time, uh, he resigned uh, from the position and uh, camp came calling again uh, and this time we accepted uh, and uh, that was back in 2014 and we just felt called. 
we just felt like this is where uh, we were supposed to be. This is what we were supposed to do. We felt like uh, we were given a word uh, potential. And we felt like this place had such potential, such potential for change, such potential to impact the community, such potential to uh, be a difference uh, in the community of Justamira that we just decided to say yes and to come and, uh, and to be here. And that, that word potential has never gone away. It hasn't always been easy here. It hasn't always been uh, the smoothest journey. Uh, I was actually talking to a camp director uh, at the end of last week who, uh, who said this. He said, uh, he goes, sometimes when you go into uh, full-time ministry, all the warm and fuzzies that you feel about Jesus get sucked out of you by the people who should share the same warm and fuzzies about Jesus. And it's true. Uh, sometimes the, this call that I feel to come and be and to do and uh, to, to be a part of this ministry that is Camp Chestermere uh, hasn't, uh, ha hasn't always been easy. Um, but we feel that we are where we are supposed to be. And what does that look like? It's because that word potential uh, ha has never changed. Uh, we just feel like we are supposed to come and to lead and to be a part of an organization that is a gift to the community of Chestermere. And so what gets us through the hard times is, is just that word potential, that we feel like we haven't achieved the thing or done the thing that uh, we've been called to do. Uh, and what's interesting about that is I couldn't even define it. I'm not even sure that I could be, like if you nailed me down and asked me to define what is the thing that you are supposed to do, I don't know. I just know that I'm supposed to come and, and to lead and uh, to find ways in which that this organization can be a gift to the community of Chestermere. Hi Lakeridge, I'm gonna talk about calling today. I like how the language has been that calling is a long obedience in the same direction. And I think that's true in my life. Um, I think that as Christ followers, we all have Kind of a universal calling in that we are um, to follow Christ and um, we are to love God and to love others and within that we are also children of God and that is um, who we are but I think within that kind of universal calling we can have individual callings that um, God uses to direct us in different places. Um, I think for me, those callings have changed in some ways over my life, and I'm sure that they they will continue to change. So, for example, um, I was a teacher before I had my children. I taught for six years or so, um, and I really felt that that was where I was supposed to be at that time. Um, I did run away from that calling for a while. Um, my mother was a teacher and I kind of felt like I didn't want to follow in that role for some reason. Um, but as I went into my first year of university, I thought I was going to be a scientist and I um, pursued those kinds of courses. and. It took a little bit of failure to show me that that was actually not the right direction for me. Also though, I didn't find any passion in it. I, it was not as it turned out my interest. So God directed me through that kind of tough year to 
rethink who I was and what I was good at. And over the course of time, he showed me that um, teaching actually was something that I was good at and had already been doing because I always was teaching my friends. I was tutoring. Um, so it was natural. And when I, when I finally went into teaching, it was truly the right fit for me, but it took a while to get there. Um, right now, my calling is mostly motherhood. Um, and I think that that is a beautiful calling and um, I don't do the greatest job of it every day, <laughs> but um, I do think that it is the calling that I have right now. And I will have that calling for my life but I think that I will have probably other callings with it. People ask me all the time, um, do I think I'll go back to teaching? Um, and I don't know, I actually don't know. I have to wait for God's direction on that. Um, but for right now, I know that I'm where I'm supposed to be in teaching and mothering my children. Um, I found this quote that came from this devotional that I use pretty much daily. It's called New Morning Mercies by Paul David Tripp. And this is the quote. He says, every believer is called to be an ambassador of the Savior King. Jesus makes his invisible presence visible through his people. You are the look on Christ's face. You are the tone of his voice. You are the touch of his hands. And that really um, struck with me when I read that. And, and it's kind of carried me through days that um, maybe I don't want to be with people that God has placed in front of me or um, I'm having trouble with the kids that day. But um, I, am, um, I am an ambassador of Jesus to them. And um, I want to be that every day, and I want to be that to the people that God places in my life. Um, and I think that's the gist of um, what calling is to me. Thank you, friends, for listening to these stories. Uh, we need the story of God in our lives, the, the, the scripture, the big S story of God throughout time. But because of the promise of the Holy Spirit at work in us, guess what? God's story is not over. God continues to call us. And I hope what we'll uh, come to decide or come to discover at the end of this grand series on calling is that we are uh, called to a long obedience in the same direction. We are called to this epic long faithfulness that was first modeled by God's epic long faithfulness to each of us. The story, your story with God is not over. In many ways, your story might be early on with Jesus. Or you might have followed Jesus for a long time and wonder, is there more adventure yet ahead? Well, I hope that through this series and through your own journey into the story of God, that you'll see that your uh, sense of calling, that God's work in you is not done. That the journey carries forward and actually some of the best days are yet ahead. I hope that we will discover, even as a community at Lake Ridge Community Church, that this pandemic, that this challenging season is not the end of our story. 
In fact, I'm seeing evidence all over that God is at work uh, leading us into what's next. And so, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and grant you his peace because he knows where he's going and he is calling us. So may we be faithful to the calling of God and may we journey in this long obedience in the same direction. Go in peace, my friends. See you next week.